With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college shooters do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh, it's for you. Play and play and we... Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray Tall Rayside. Yeah, that's Ray and Tay today. That's T-Boogie, and I'm your boy, Tay, Eric Taylor. And trust me, we will get to a little bit of baseball at the end of the show, but this is NBA Free Agency Preview 1201, meaning like right around the corner, it is on and popping. Already things are going down. We'll talk about what's already happened trade-wise, then we'll get to sort of predictions Ray, right off the bat, before we go back a couple of steps, let's talk present. What do you think about the Minnesota Timberwolves? Finally, they unloaded Ricky Rubio to the Jazz for a first-round 2018 pick, which makes me think goodbye to George Hill, and then in Minnesota, hello to either Jeff Teague, Drew Holiday, or Kyle Lowry. Give me your thoughts on that Rubio movement. Well, because we both thought that Chris Dunn was the heir apparent, and he would just earn to that job. But Chris Dunn and Levine were parlayed into Jimmy Butler, and then they're hoping, I guess, on free agency, in free agency, to get their point guard. And the good thing is, if they have enough talent around him, then the point guard doesn't need to be Chris Paul. They can have a a decent or above-average point guard with a lot of talent, with Towns and Butler. I mean, they've got some serious – Wiggins, of course, they've got some serious talent there. So, you know what? In the end, I think Minnesota will be a lot better than they were last year. I definitely agree, and I want your thought. I'll give my thought real quick. Which one would I prefer from Lowry, Teague, and Holiday? Well, when I look at Minnesota – like you said, Towns, Wiggins, and Butler, that's a lot of shots and a lot of buckets. So for me, I'm going to want defense, even though you have that from Butler and Wiggins, but I'm going to want the best shooter of the three. And I don't think any of them are pure shooters, but at the end of the day, point guard skills, Jeff Teague might be the best fit for Minnesota. Who would you take of those three? He might be, you know, Kyle Lowry is probably the most, you know, explosive, but we've seen Kyle Lowry disappear in the playoffs. Oh, and yeah. that kind of bothers me, you know? Yeah. Um, and also Kyle Lowry is going to try and get close to the max. 
So I don't know that Minnesota has the money. So I don't think, especially for the money, I don't think it's Kyle Lowry. Now, Drew Holiday, you know, that experiment down there in New Orleans was a disaster. So he was an up-and-comer in Philadelphia, and it really never panned out in New Orleans. So I agree. I think Jeff Teague is the best of the rest. You know, of, of those three, Jeff Teague is my guy. Yeah, no, that should be fascinating. So let's go down memory lane. It was shocking. We wake up the other morning, and you have bang, bang. The Knicks and Phil Jackson agreed to move their separate ways. I don't know if it was a 20 or $24 million buyout, but um, long overdue for the majority of Knicks fans. I think the real question is two things. How much does this hit Phil's legacy and where do the Knicks go from here in terms of front office and then potentially coach? Or do they just kind of stay stuck with Steve Mills and Jeff Hornacek for this season and not rush to get somebody? How do you think this plays out? And for me, I would say Phil's legacy, I do think it takes a little hit because I, I feel like he went below the belt in terms of he was a little bit classless. It was being worse than just arrogant. I felt like he lost some class. Give me your thoughts, what you think about that. So, you know, I would say that his – so it's twofold. I would say legacy impact from a a basketball slash coaching perspective does from a a citizen perspective, right, because he – you know, Magic tried to be a coach, and other people have tried to be GMs and coaches and, and have had success. Nobody can deny Phil Jackson's coach. Now, four of the top three of the top ten players of all time on his team. So, right. So, yeah. Lakers and Bulls were loaded. Yeah, I could win some championships. But I agree, the citizen of the NBA – he went out. That that's not a good look. It's okay at the end of his career to go for the money, and and most people are saying hurting or whatever. Yeah, but if you're the kinda... GM of a team, if okay, you're the GM of now. a team, you go on road trips with your team, right? So so maybe Phil wanted to ride off in the sunset, but he did nothing. And not only did he do nothing, but he put a negative taste. It's almost like when Isaiah Thomas left the Knicks, there was that, ne- and, and, and the whole uh, uh, Larry Brown, so there was like a negative taste in, in New York's mouth. And New York basically said, Phil's going to win that championship, but he'll bring basketball back. And like, no matter but he didn't even do that. So, right. But certainly his basketball sort of legacy and knowledge and kind of that. And after, uh, right. And I think does. you're going out in and out and you're totally right. Uh, Ray, because it was unnecessary to rip Melo so much publicly. It was unnecessary, you know, making a comments at LeBron totally unsolicited and the posse and all that. And, disregarding, you know, his business partners and, I mean, really what, you know, Maverick Carter and these guys have done and Rich Paul as an agent in this league. And I think that made it impossible to get real legitimate free agents because this is a different league. The players run the league now more than ever. And they're also, because of AAU circuits, more friendly 
and individual business corporations more than ever. And they all talk and they're all cool and they all, I, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and text each other. So to me, I mean, Phil just hurt the Knicks in terms of potentially getting any real legitimate free agency guys. Like, yeah, you could get somebody that you could overpay like a Joakim Noah, but in terms of real talent, they would never pick the Knicks just because of the clown show. And part of the clown show is still there. Let's be honest with James Dolan as the owner. We can't put everything on Phil. Um, would you like to see David Griffin and maybe Mark Jackson as the coach? Or do you want to hold on to Hornacek and Steve Mills? What would you like to see here? I mean, the rumors about Kyle Perry. What would be the nice move? Maybe what Chauncey? I don't want to see is uh, Jerry, the, the, the guy from uh, Toronto, because I don't want to give up any draft picks. Right, I'm okay right. spending Jim Dolan's money, but uh, I don't want to give up any draft picks. So, so no, n- nobody take don't take anybody who's in the league where you got to compensate another team. David Griffin is hard for me to judge because I don't know how good of a GM he is. He had a couple of bad signings, you know, Tristan Thompson and 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 Jr. Iman Shumpert. But then again, if LeBron insists, yeah player happy so i'm not sure how good a gm david griffin is probably better than that's a fair got. point and and maybe worth a shot maybe three four years i don't know uh steve mills i feel like he got to get out of there it may, may be his fault maybe not his fault but at the end of the day he was there during this era of ineptitude so you just got to close you just got to bring in new guys so i would like to would you give Kyle perry the coach Coach and GM? Because I could see Kyle Perry doing it. I mean, see, I, I think he would be great. GM, never. Because your interests are different. And, <clears throat> you know, in this day and age, Calipari is the mindset, right, of the new NBA. Right. Uh, you know, the one Because all done. the young guys relate to him, and he, get, he, gets, he gets them. He gets them, they get him. So I wouldn't mind seeing Calipari involved in play, but he can't be coaching G. He's got to be one of them. So, uh, you know, he's unbelievable eye talent. So can he be a GM? He's never done it before. Uh, can he be a coach? He tried with the Nets. Uh, he was in – so I think he could do either job, frankly. I'll I tell you, if he comes to the Knicks, Ray, as a coach, if he came to the Knicks as a coach – we could get big-time players. We well, really could. If there's one thing he could do, like George Gervin, if there's one thing I could do is finger roll, if there's one thing I could do is recruit, John Calipari can recruit. He definitely good. Now, speaking of your, your hesitance of the coach-GM combination, you know, there were some reports kind of knocking Doc Rivers to why Chris Paul didn't want to stay there, not just because he thought he could win with the Rockets in the seven-player and a draft and a first round pick next year, they traded just for him. Um, and the big names obviously were Lou Williams, Sam Decker, and Montrez Harrell. And, you know, good for the Clippers, Jerry West, Doc Rivers to get something for Chris Paul. But what do you think about Daryl Morey and where he's going? Because, the, you know, 1201, and we'll get to 1201 in a minute, it really looks like they're trying to clear enough room that they want to see if they can get Paul Millsap. Paul George, Blake Griffin, maybe they can get Melo. I don't know. But do you feel like Dalmore, he's like, I'm going for it? 
I do, and good for him. Look, I, I think he's good for Chris Paul for essentially one year, right? Chris Paul is only guaranteed to the one, but maybe grand scheme of things, even if Chris leaves, they've cleared a ton of space, right? These first-round picks, remember, have guaranteed contracts. So you're giving up on Decker and Harrell, who are first-round picks, them the next year. So you're, you're freeing up roster spots, you're freeing up cash. Now, having said that, I think both teams benefited. I think the Clippers benefited from that trade. And you know what? The Rockets, if they do nothing, they're a fourth-place team in the East. Oh, sorry, in the West. James Harden is, is at MVP caliber every year. But you're never going to get past the second round. Maybe the Western If you're a Houston well, Rockets fan, there's also shot. reports, Ray, that they're talking about J.J. Redick might want to sign with them. He could potentially sign with the Sixers. Um, you know, Minnesota, if they take a lesser point guard, maybe they bring in a shooter like Redick to come off the bench. They've got a lot of cap space now that they've freed up with Rubio gone. So I think, you know, that's where going to 1201 is fascinating. Do you think the Clippers is a total rebuild now? And does Blake Griffin return for the five-year deal? Or the rumors are starting. Blake Griffin is going to interview with the Phoenix Suns. Everybody in Scottsdale and Phoenix is going crazy. If you put Blake Griffin with Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, and Eric Bledsoe with the defensive, you know, big guys and Chandler and Len, that's something to talk about in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Well, they're still in the West. I'm still not a (laughs) So as my starting point guard, he's a good player, but I don't know if he's leading me to the promised land. The only thing that the Clippers have, two things, the Clippers have LA and the Clippers have Jerry West. So even though you've been there, what, for four or five years now under the, the, the Blake, uh, you know, the Blake Griffin regime, you know, Paul and he were, were doing it. Um, playing with DeAndre Jordan means you don't have to play big all the time. And if you believe in Jerry West, then maybe you stay in L.A. I, I, they're also talking about him. And they're talking about him going to a lot of different places. You Miami. could go to Boston. You could come to New York. You know, I, the one, I'll say this, and I, we've talked about this before. It might be too little too late. But with Chris Paul being free next year and LeBron being free and LeBron rejected a trade, a three-way trade with the Cavs, Suns, and Pacers where Channing Frye and Kyrie Irving would have gone to the Suns and basically Bledsoe and Paul George would have gone to the Cavaliers and LeBron would not guarantee to George that he's going to be there more than one year. And that's what's so fascinating. Wow. And, the, you know, number four pick, number four pick and, and other little side players would have gone to the Pacers because um, the Pacers wanted a top four pick. This was a draft night thing. And what's fascinating about that is I still feel, and I don't know if it's now in New York or Cleveland, but I could still see the Super Friends getting together. They've always wanted to play together. And maybe, just maybe, Chris Paul, Carmelo LeBron, and Dwayne Wade still could wind up together in New York. And to me, it makes more sense. If you win in New York, Ray, if you, LeBron ever came to New York, 
is just as big as if Jordan ever came to New York. That would be so huge. He wants to be a billionaire. He still wants TV and film and all his production companies. If you go to L.A., you're dealing with all the legacy of the titles. The Knicks have the legacy of the passion of the fans. They only have two championships and haven't won forever. If you go to New York and win and get them to the finals, do you know LeBron would be bigger than life? That's the play. Go to no, New York. No, it's not. Yes, it's not. It You're a Knicks fan. You're talking with your heart, and I and I love it. That's and I Cleveland it. roster. Listen, if they can team those guys up with Porzingis, and they can move Noah or buy Noah out and all that stuff, if they had Porzingis, LeBron, Melo, Wade, and Chris Paul, and then a bunch of bench players, oh baby. Well, first of all, all those guys are over the hill. Everybody. In one more year, they're all over the hill? Maybe Dwayne, wait, wait. Maybe Wade is over the hill. Wade is over the hill. Chris Paul is over the hill. Uh, I'm not saying they don't have any use in the tank, but I'm saying they're all on the backside of their career. But, look, LeBron's goals are short-term. LeBron's goals are championship year. Anything short of a championship doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Now, to be able to get all of those guys to the Knicks, they would have to do what the old did, right? When they brought Gary and uh, right, the, like the Lakers. But you know what? With these buyouts, what if what if Wade gets bought out? I mean, maybe he stays in Chicago this one year, and then maybe it's next year. I mean, they will all be free agents. That's all I'm saying, Ray. Yeah, but you need the roster spots and the and the cash for these guys. And one of the reasons wants to make his twenty four million. Yeah, we're losing you. We're losing you. Right. So let's start talking about twelve oh one. Gordon Hayward is going to meet with the Heat. He's going to meet with the Celtics, and then on Monday meet with the Jazz. I think Gordon Hayward's going to Boston. If I had to put my chips in, where do you think Gordon Hayward by Monday or Tuesday decides he's going to play basketball next year? I think he plays for his college coach, Brad Stevens, and goes to Boston. Okay. At 12.01, I am expecting Joe Lacum to sign the first Supermax deal ever with Mr. Stephen, a.k.a. Chef Curry. Five years, $201 million. Well-deserved. He's been underpaid for years. Two MVPs, unanimous MVP. Do you think that that's just a foregone conclusion and that's going to go down? So I don't think he's going to make super max money. I think something tells me that all of those guys in Golden State are going to take, even if it's just like, are going to take a little bit less. To really? An Andre, to, yes, to keep an Andre Iguodala, to keep a, you know, whatever region. So, like I said, even if it's only symbolic, I don't think he's going to hit the Supermax number. I think he's going to come Ooh, in a little bit less. So I think his agent and everybody in the NBA would say, you got to take it. Maybe Durant takes a little less. I don't think Curry's going to take a little less, Ray. He's done that for a while now. And also, remember, Andre's already starting his visits. He's meeting with San Antonio. I know the Jazz, Timberwolves, and Sixers, and Nuggets are all asking for requests. But he's meeting with San Antonio. I think they're going to have to take less if they want to keep him and Livingston. 
But uh, that the the chink of the this dynasty could be falling apart if you lose Iguodala and Livingston. This is definitely a different team. Still great, but different. Well, it all depends on who they replace them with. But yeah, hundred percent. You know that that would be rough. So, what happens with Millsap? Does he go back to Atlanta? You see him with the Rockets. You see the Clippers or the Knicks or somebody else making a play for Paul Millsap, who is a nice piece, very nice piece to the puzzle. So Paul Millsap is a very nice player. Uh, he's a – I mean, who do you compare to You're not winning a championship when he's the first or second best guy, but if he's your third best guy, you're a very good team. So right. I guess it kind of depends – leaves does he then replace him in LA does uh you know he's one of these pieces where I don't think he's a primary piece or he's Hello. a little undersized he's a little undersized but he still gets the job done so I don't know he's one of these dependent pieces I guess I would say well it's fascinating because you're right you don't know if he's I think the one thing that you you wonder about him can he – could he be, you know, maybe go to Boston without Hawford? Because they want Paul George, but if Magic Johnson steps up and just gets Paul George now, then the Celtics might want Hayward and still get a fourth piece. And then it might very easily be Griffin or Millsap. So that's something else to consider. Um, I, I'm thinking Kyle Lowry is, is really going to be – you know, he could have gone to Philly if they didn't draft folks, but I could see this guy, you know, going very easily going to um, Minnesota, New Orleans. Don't sleep on him going to New Orleans because if they lose Holiday, who do they replace him with? And Kyle Lowry, very honestly, could sign with the Knicks. The Knicks just released um, your boy Endure to free up some more money. And there's, you know, with Rose off the books, they're trying to make some other trades. The Knicks have not that much cap space, but they might have enough to get a point guard in here. And it'd be interesting if it's Lowry, Teague, or or Holiday. Um, you know, I'm all about building, and he's not my point guard of the future. So, from a championship. Hello. Again, I don't like what happened the last two years. So, yeah, we're losing you. But, no, you're definitely right. You don't want to sort of sign a contract if you're the Knicks to get back into some cap situations where you might want to be free for next year and you're already overpaying. You know, they might have to move a Kyle O'Quinn, but you're already caught up with Joaquin Noah's contract which is still three more years. And that's, you know, that's where you might honestly have to go to Dolan and say, I know you didn't want to buy out Melo, but we can't trade Joakim. And it's time to put Porzingis at center in this new NBA and put Melo to the fore, especially defensively, Ray. If you're stuck with Melo um, and he doesn't want to get moved, Melo has to go to the four where he'll be more effective because he's too slow to stick threes now. And I think that's, you know, where the Knicks are, are really headed with that situation. And, you know, 
let's look at Danny Ainge because he's got the biggest pieces because honestly it's between magic and Ainge. I don't think the Rockets have a legitimate play for Paul George. What do you think Danny Ainge has to give up? Because the Pacers are asking for too much. They want two picks and one or two starters, uh, young starters. Would do you think giving up next year's Brooklyn pick and or maybe that, uh, you know, the pick that they got from the Philly Lakers thing and maybe a Jay Crowder would get it? Or do you have to give up Marcus Smart? What do you think the Pacers would, would take back for Paul George, considering it's only one year? Sign him. Be- Hello. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I it was a sign and trade. They're too valuable. Can't take the. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're having some difficulties here in Iraq. But just you know. Right, right. You're saying you don't want to give up too much if you only got George for one year, right? Yeah, especially if you go to L.A. Exactly. Um, Yeah, we're losing Ray. But you know what? You're, You're right. And I think at the end of the day, you don't know, you know, what these teams are really thinking in terms of can they convince a Paul George? Because Danny Ainge and the Celtics with all those titles, they got to believe, hey, we get him here and we start winning and we beat LeBron with our Super Four, with Isaiah, George, now Jason Tatum, Harford, and Gordon Hayward. I mean, you know, they, they would have a legitimate shot at beating Cleveland, even if Cleveland doesn't make any moves, it stays the same. So to me, maybe you have to give up. Remember, he's got six picks in the next three years. Um, So maybe he does give up one or two first rounders and just one player. And maybe you don't give up Crowder. Maybe you do give up Crowder because you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who both would be playing that wing. And then you're bringing in a George and a, you know, so Crowder might have to go. And maybe you just have to get rid of a Terry Rozier, too, you know, or Marcus Smart and let Rozier develop. You know, the, the, the Celtics have a great because they have so much talent, right? So best case scenario, or if you had to guess, what happens with Carmelo? Does he just stay in a nick or does he get bought out or traded? So he's not going to get bought out because that was the straw that broke the back of Phil Jackson. is buying him out. I think ultimately the or whoever talks him into and gets traded. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's next year uh, to clear up the roster for the 18 free agency. Any place for the next. Yeah. No, I. I definitely think it's going to be Melo, Porzingis, and whatever point guard we can sign. I'd like to bring in a shooter. You know, I like Courtney Lee, but if we could ever bring in a Crawford or J.J. Redick, you know, there's free agents out there like a Tony Snell, plays defense, and, you know, shooting percentage is getting better. 
I just think the Knicks have to be creative, Ray, to try to improve this roster. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a lucky break down the horizon, and I don't know what that could be. But as a Knicks fan, I'd almost like to really start from scratch and rebuild. Um, And we can only pray to this point guard, Frank Nilekina, um, is something equivalent to Smith or Malik Monk because if those guys are really legit and Frank the Tank is, uh, is not much, boy, we're going to be so upset that Phil was not fired, um, you know, a, a week earlier or a couple of days earlier. So we'll be back, you know, next week, and we'll be really, you know, talking about all these moves. Um, maybe we'll uh, come back for you uh, after July 4th on the 5th to sum it up. You know, everybody's going to have a nice long weekend. Let's end with a little bit of baseball, Ray. Uh, the Dodgers are on fire. And Clayton Kershaw, 12 wins now, is without a doubt looking at a Cy Young. You know, their hitters, uh, Bellinger and all the guys are killing it. Do you feel like this just might be their year with the Cubs struggles, the Nats having, you know, their pitching issues here and there. Where do you feel with the Dodgers? And could we have a a Dodgers-Astros World Series? Would you sign up for that, Ray? You know, from a baseball perspective, they both play good baseball, and they both, I mean, they got there in different ways, right? Houston lost 100 games several times, several times. And their infield of Altuve and Correa it may be the best you know, shortstop. You know, really good. And Dodgers, you're right. It's, it's so eager and Bellinger. They've got, uh, and the Dodgers. Yeah, and how about the Dodgers? Remember, yeah. the Diamondbacks are Diamondback so- right behind them. So, with the Astros 54 wins and the Dodgers 53, who would have ever thought that the Arizona Diamondbacks would have 50 wins, Ray? Wow. So, I think what's going to have to happen, though, I think one of those teams in the NL West is going to fall off. Either the Diamondbacks uh, or the Rock are to fade a little bit. But I just don't think that you can have three teams because of the unbalanced schedule where they play 18, 19 times against each other. The unbalanced schedule guys can't be all three teams can't be you know three of the top five teams in baseball so i think all right but the good thing is the national league is down this year and it looks like they'll easily have a clear path to the wild card um with 47 wins because the nl east second place teams are nowhere and then the Bruins cubs are so far down so they're five games ahead of their closest person the rockies so you would think that they'd still get into the playoffs and the NL uh, West would just have all the playoff teams, you know? It's possible. I think the Cubs will turn it around. Brewers are for real. It'll ultimately come up to the Brewers and the Rockies because I think the Diamondbacks will come in second and ultimately the Dodgers will pull away in that. Yeah. Well, listen, let's hope our Yankees can uh, do something against the Astros. You know, it should be uh, a lot of fun. Your your boy already has 27 homers. The Astros are up one nothing right now in the second inning. So it should be a great holiday weekend, great baseball weekend. Go get your red, white, and blue on. Get your hot dogs and get ready for 12:01 when 
millions of dollars will be flying around to NBA free agents because cats are getting paid. And the question is, who really wants to compete with the Warriors and Cavaliers? And I think in the next week, we're going to start to see and we're going to find out, you know, who, who's throwing their chips in and who's ready to challenge these guys. So, like always, thanks for listening. And, uh, hey, you know, like I said, we'll be back, you know, have a nice little long little break. Happy but, uh, yeah, the fourth. Great fourth. And, uh, yeah, let, let, maybe we'll come back to finish. Be safe out there. Remember. Yeah, don't be like football. JPP, right, Ray? Exactly. <laughs> JPP and Tampa. Don't Just watch them. Yes, go watch them. Yeah, go watch them and have fun and be safe. And um, let the free agency begin. We are out. Thanks for listening. On the fifth. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus